You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We got to get started. We got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I'm your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Mr. Jamie University. It's Notre Dame 56, Stanford 23 in the home finale, or not the home finale, the regular season finale for Notre Dame. Uh, started off in a kind of a nervy way. Jamie, there, there was uh, the, the fumbles, the interception, uh <laughs> Some really squirrely stuff, you know, and that's uh, it kind of reminded me of what game was it? The 2019 game where uh, they started real bad. That was a real bad Stanford team. And it, it reminded me of the 2019 game. I think they were down like 17-7 in that one. And they used a late surge in the second half to take the lead and eventually just blew them out. And that's what Notre Dame did tonight. Uh, completely overwhelmed stanford on the ground i think it was 348 let me just check this real quick 381 381 on the ground that's that that'll do it that'll work yeah. out for you so so notre dame overwhelmed stanford on the ground they had they had no answer Frederick estime with 25 carries 238 yards for estime and four touchdowns 9.5 yards per carry and uh you know jamie i i really hope we get another opportunity to see Audric in a Notre Dame uniform, but if not, that's a, that's a heck of a way to go out. Uh, and you know, it's it just watching him run tonight. It was just really special to see. Um, how, what, what are your, what are your uh, kind of your big takeaway thoughts on the games that, well, that we saw? And then we'll get into the specifics of everything. I mean, other than Stanford causing the turnover as it played out, kind of exactly how I thought it was going to go. Um, I knew that, Yeah. first of all, Troy Taylor's a really good coach. Like, there, Stanford is going to be a problem for uh, for Notre Dame when they actually have players. Um, they don't have a line right now. They really, like, like they have one receiver, basically, you know. Like, even Tiger Bachmeyer is, like, he's going to be all right, and he flashes, but he's not going to do anything against Notre Dame, you know. Yeah. Like, he's not going to do anything against – anyone pretty good and he had like he got the touchdown on the you know the fake reverse like they tricked him right like they basically they got the trick play uh they did a really nice job with like uh, that stuff with like ej smith they just like they did they a had really, some really good, good stuff for him they could notre dame could not handle ej smith out of the backfield they had some really good uh they had some really good schemes there well they were like hiding him behind the tackle and doing yeah. some of that stuff so yeah. and when you're playing zone um you know and then the other thing is, is like it just obviously too even when they're playing man like you know bertrand is isn't like a great man coverage linebacker mm. right that's not his strength so for sure you know it, it's I thought he did a fairly decent job considering, but like, you know, he wasn't going to be up. Like, it's crazy. There was only two carries by running backs in this game, like by from Stanford. Like yeah. I, I don't remember a game that's ever had. I'm like, it maybe an air raid team, maybe Hal mummy, you know, maybe Mike Leach had a game like that one time, but like, I mean, really. And then one of them was in garbage time with probably like a senior that they were just trying to get a, a touch for, but EJ Smith had one carry. Um, and then they got the one run off the, 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 you know, the fourth and, uh, short where, you know, the guy broke a tackle and then all of a sudden he was gone yeah. for a big, big play. But even that, that just showed like they couldn't score. They couldn't get a touchdown there. And 
they had to settle for field goals. Um, so even though they had like this massive advantage, like they should have been up, like it should have been 28, whatever. And it's yeah. set at 16, 14. And then <laughs> Notre Dame scored, you know, 42 points right after that. And it was, I mean, it was, and that's just kind of the way it was like that. The, the first quarter, basically off of two plays, two big plays. Yeah. Um, they had 8.3 YPP in then And then the next two quarters, they had 2.6 YPP for the next two quarters. And by then it was like by fourth quarter, they played backups the whole way. Right. So, yeah, but they still only ended up with 4.6, even though you, you have that big first quarter, they only had 4.6 on the game. Right. So mm. it kind of just showed like they are overmatched uh, in so many ways. Like their line obviously is terrible. Oh God. I just feel, I do feel, I almost feel bad. Right. Like they're that bad. Um, Notre Dame's pressure numbers in this game are going to be insane. insane. They're going to be nuts. Uh, it's got to yeah, be like I mean, over 60. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just clearly like, it's it, either Notre Dame's going to continue to just put the ball on the ground and, and do dumb things with the ball, or they're going to blow them out. Like there was no way they, they couldn't stop estimate. They couldn't stop the Notre Dame offensive line and they couldn't block Notre Dame. I mean, they just like, that's two ways to just get absolutely destroyed. Um, and usually look, the bad team always kind of finds a way to, it's like, Oh yeah. Like we're the bad team. Uh, so, uh, so thank you everyone for uh, tuning in. We just, I'm going to let a bunch of people uh, get into the, to, into the chat. And uh, to catch the show as we get going. Uh, if you like what you hear, hit the like, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, so you know whenever it is we're going live. Links to the podcast are in the description below, wherever you want to check that out. Uh, Notre Dame <coughs> has gifts for uh, Stanford today. Uh, Sam Hartman, maybe just go out of bounds. Maybe, maybe you could do that, right? Yeah. You're, you're running for 25 yards. Just get out of bounds. You don't do that. Uh, he tries to duck inside. He fumbles. Uh, he, th he throws a terrible pass to uh, – <laughs> It's like I can't believe I can't believe he still does that stuff. It, it's off yeah. his back foot, uh, throwing it, just kind of throwing the ball up in the coverage, and then Jadarian Price fumbles on the uh, on, on the on the kickoff return. So Notre Dame had a lot of gifts for Stanford, uh, which is which is fitting of the holiday season. And Notre Dame has a lot of gifts, or I'm sorry, ESQ Clothing has a lot of gifts for uh, for their customers, Jamie. And if you ISD twenty five. There's no better. There's no better gift for your husband, father, brother, son, nephew. You name it. ESQ's bamboo dress shirt. You've seen it on your coaches and players from Notre Dame, and it's a comfortable dress shirt made of sustainable bamboo fibers. Your bamboo shirt's naturally odor resistant, wrinkle resistant, even machine. What's what's going on there, Jamie? I can I can hear the I can hear the typing. It's insane. Yeah, sorry, I had to just. Uh... Uh, oh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, emergency with my wife that I had to. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Uh, the bamboo dress shirt. Three degrees cooler than cotton. You can sweat it out watching games the remainder of the season. Get ahead of the holiday season. Use ISD 25 to get 25% off your online purchase at esqclothing.com or visit Ga Wang at his Chicago showroom to get your perfect custom fit. So we've got, we've got, we've got gifts for you. Okay. We've got gifts for you. And uh, Notre Dame had gifts for Stanford, but not that many. Uh, Jamie, uh, man, I tell you, it's it's there's something there's something that really like hits you uh, in 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 when you watch a football game. Like there's a certain aesthetic, like being able to run the ball. Like as as just someone who who like you, when you watch film, there's nothing prettier than like a perfectly blocked run play. 
And yeah. there's nothing prettier than uh, <laughs> there's nothing prettier than like just a perfectly run play action pass. And I, Notre Dame had a ton of that today. You know, it's funny, Jamie. It, you, it doesn't always work out that you harp on something pretty much all year. And and finally, Notre Dame starts running these play action passes out of their run looks. And, and they hit them for touchdowns. Um, you didn't need a lot of Sam Hartman today. Uh, only, I think he only threw 14 passes. He only threw 14 passes. So like- eight of 14. Eight of 14 for, uh, for 140 yards. Two touchdowns and the one interception. But um, Notre Dame had some really good stuff. They 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 kept uh, they kept uh, kind of bringing the the backside tight end off the line, Jamie. Yeah, and then moving on the slot. That's something Notre Dame we haven't seen from them. So they had a really good plan there. Um, and then the play action passes, Jamie. And uh, this game kind of reminded me of like all of those bad teams that BK would uh would feast on at the end of seasons like 2021 especially they've been some really bad teams to end that year 2019 yeah 2019 as well and you start to think to yourself like man they're really starting to find something what these wide receivers and then uh and you know obviously the season's over now but it just it just you just feel like oh man i I wish they they were kind of getting into the meat of the schedule now because it seems like they're really humming with those wideouts yeah, I mean, especially Great House, you can see what a healthy Great House looks like. Like on that play action, he's got juice, man. Like he's yeah. fast. He's way faster than people think. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's weird because obviously you got the – I mean, uh, Caleb Collins mentioned that they only threw 140 yards, right? And you just mentioned it as well. I mean, yeah, they only threw it 14 times. He averaged 10 yards of attempts, right? Yeah. Like, and it just – I mean, they could just run it all day. They really didn't need to, and Hartman was not playing good. He didn't he, like. He, I mean, his six misses were not good. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think any of them were good, right? Like, even the one um, uh, Tobias Merriweather like picked out of like on that slant was not a good throw. Like, that was a good catch and a good little finish by by Tobias, but that was not a good throw. Like, uh, that was a tough catch. Um, yeah, and I I think like. Uh, this was a game. If I would say that if they needed Hartman to be great in this game, it might it might have got dicey because he was not feeling it. And I and I think I mean probably the I mean, probably got a little bit rattled by the uh, fumble to begin with, so that probably ha- had something to do with it. But yeah, um, yeah, it was not. Uh, it was certainly not his best game. Uh, but you know what? He made those two great throws on. Uh, off of play action that were money, right? And that's what it was. I mean, the, the only thing I'll mention too with the with um oh I mean oh I'll mention this too because play action Pac-12 opponents versus play action versus Stanford this year, 92 for 126, 1420 yards, 70 touchdowns, one INT, so 73%, 11.3 YPA, 146.2 NFL passer rating. Um you know, pretty, uh, pretty bad, pretty bad for Stanford. And I mean, I'd say like play action, uh, it was equally, you know, you look, look at the numbers in this game and he missed a couple ones, some of the tougher throws, but still obviously got the two touchdowns. Um, and you know, he didn't throw his pick off, off, off of a play action. Um, 
you know, those were the, those were pretty much most of the yards for for Notre Dame in this game. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, good job on those, and those were nice designs too. And the only my only complaint with with this is that first of all, I should mention that Holden Stays didn't play in this game. So he oh yeah, it's a good point. That's right. Yeah, he was he was like a game time decision. Um, obviously they didn't miss him. They didn't really need him in right, this game. For sure. But uh, I thought Raritan too. How they used where Raritan on the wham blocks was really nice. That was he really was yeah good. he did a great job. It's probably his best blocking game for sure. Yeah, and so they did a really good job with that. Um, I mean, I think just overall they just kind of overwhelmed them, and they were just. Stanford is small and slow yeah. and that's that it's just a, it's a horrible combination of just anything. And that just, they just really um, overwhelmed them. And I, I don't know what like the yards after contact were for, uh, for estimating this game, but man, they gotta be just massive. It's gotta be over 150 for that. I know he had a couple of these ones where he just kind of walked in where he was untouched, but mm-hmm. still there's a lot of times where he was like, you know, getting hit at like the after two yards and carrying guys for like eight, you know, yeah. there was a lot of those kind of runs. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can't learn anything from these games in terms of what they're doing in offense because their defense sucks so much. Like Stanford is just a bad, bad defense. Yeah. It's, it is hard to take anything away from it. Like, and, and, and like it, there's really no need to because the season's over, you know, like there, it does, you don't need to take anything away from it. Um, you just kind of, you just kind of marvel at the performance, right? Like, look, yeah. you, you have Get a chance exactly to what you're well supposed to do. a bad team and you go do it. Like, you still have to do the thing. Uh, Gordon Butler, thank you for the super chat. Play action passes. I think all against man defense smoke Stanford. I mean, I think there are only like a couple of them, right? They opened the game again with a with an RPO play. Um, and that went to uh, that went to Rico Flores. Um, and then they had the play action, obviously, to touchdown to Great House. And then the touchdown to, um, you know, to uh, Faison. And so that's really good. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't, the only thing I, the only th- kind of regret I have about the passing game is like, you know, that there were so many good plays or there's, there's so much working for Notre Dame in the running games. Like you're just not going to go to it. Right. Like you don't need to. Uh, so it just kind of a bummer there. Um, it it would have been nice to see uh, just a little bit more from those wideouts. Like I, I think that I find myself, like wanting, like I remember when when they blocked the field goal, and uh, and JJB's running for a touchdown. It's like I I really would like it if they got to play offense here because I want to see more offense. You know, like I want to see them kind of uh, kind of hit more things with these guys because I think it really helps. Like I I think people discount the fact that like we sit here and say, well, it means nothing because Stanford's terrible, but like all these guys are going to be back. You yeah. know, like, so, like, they need to build off that stuff. Like, it's important for them, right? Every college football team plays bad teams. Everyone does, right? And so you want to be able to um, you want to be able to put that stuff on film. You want to be able to put it out there. It's a good confidence booster for those guys, right? Um, look at what it did for, like, look, I mean, look, think how we think about Kevin Austin. Like, he had a huge game against against Stanford. It's a huge game against, uh, against Navy back in the 2021. Like, that stuff matters. Right. So I think I think it would have been important for those guys Um, on the Sam Hartman point. I just feel like every game. There's moments where I'm like, man, he is not like locked in 
Yeah. Like mentally, like he's always kind of like, I, I can't think of the word like haphazard. Like, like it's a just tick, all kind of loose. slow going through the progression or something. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember the start of the last game and it's funny to talk about these things because it ends up, the, the score ends up being what it is. Uh, you know, it ends up 45 seven against Wake Forest. But I remember the first couple of possessions, just like watching how those plays developed, especially the passing plays. I'm sitting next to Matt, and, and he's like, Does him, does Sam Hartman know what the play is before the play starts? Because it seems like he doesn't know where to be looking all the time. And then, and then he'll go a couple of drives where it's like everything looks sharp, everything looks great, and he looks like a, like a great, uh, you know, great quarterback. Um, and that's the kind of thing that leads to inconsistency and where you see some really bad performances, especially on the road, um, against some of the better teams. Um, Xander Cruz brings up a good point here about, uh, about Ashton Craig playing out of his mind. Uh, he's going to be really good. What, what have you seen from him, Jamie? Cause I, I agree with uh, Xander here. He, he looks like a really good football player. Uh, seems like the, 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 the future is really bright for him. Yeah, he's looked great. He's looked really good. And, uh, you know, obviously they're not going against Clemson. So, right, for sure. But he played in the second half of Clemson and did well. Right. Yeah. So, but, you know, in terms of the run game, I mean, right. Cause they obviously passed a lot there. But, I mean, he's done great in a pass game. Like, really, you just don't see him give up a lot. And, and I would say Billy Shrouth, too, like, looked really good in this game, moving people, uh, you know, off the ball. Um, I think the, the big difference with those guys is they're bigger and they can move. They just move better than, you know, yeah. and it's nothing against like Rocco and Corell, but they're just, these guys are better athletes than yeah. they just are. And that stands out. That stands out. And like, obviously Craig is going to get bigger. You know, he, he's only a redshirt freshman and I mean, Shrouth too, really. Right. But like these guys are pups, right? Like they're going to, they're going to get bigger and stronger. And, um, I think too, Corey, because because I, I do it did a thing like in the off season where I was looking at like guys who were in their second year who hit like the two hundred snap club right mm. in, in in their years and and generally if in your second year you hit two hundred snaps in your in in your second year uh, you're gonna hit like that means that you are like it's like eighty percent basically you're gonna be a multi year starter uh nfl draft pick whatever and it's just like so many it, the list isn't there's very few guys that don't hit right there's there's some guys that whatever like like a lorenzo styles obviously that didn't work out for him right but like there, there's going to be some guys like that where there's other things involved in there that don't kind of make it work but most guys end up being really really good out of like the recent years and i mean craig and trout are going to get over 200 snaps this year and I, mean, I think both those guys are going to be really good. I think the both those guys are going to be really good. So that's one of those things, too, where, I mean, it's not a good thing for anybody to get injured. And certainly, too, like for Zeke Carell, you got to feel bad for him because obviously if there's – I think he's, he's had concussion stuff before. Yeah. And anyone who's had concussion stuff, I mean, that's scary, right? Like you don't want it to be like that. You don't want him to end his football career with concussions and just like, you know – not being able to play and kind of finish out that sucks. Right. Like and no one should be as excited as you are about Craig. No, no one should be happy about any of that stuff with Corral. Um, but the whole thing is that stuff happens in football Yeah, and these young guys are going to get to play. 
And what are they going to do with it? And I mean, they've done a lot with it. And now because of it, it's kind of like X Watts last year. It's, I mean, it's a little bit different. He's a little bit older than, than them, but X Watts didn't start till the Navy, you know, didn't take off till the Navy game. That was yeah. the 10th game last year. Right. Mm. And now look at him. Right. X Watts. And now is Brandon but, Joseph getting hurt. Yeah. And that was Brandon Joseph yeah. getting hurt. Right. X Watts. Great job on the ISO on, uh, on that fourth down too. Big time. Yeah. Big time thing. I mean, you taking know, on what? the ISO in the hole, like as yeah. a free safety, like that's yeah. legit. Like, I, yeah. I don't know that I've ever done that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have done. I have done that. I know I've you have, but, I, I, that, yeah, that's but that's not my. No, that's not, not, not too many. Too. I mean, I. That's a no. I thank mean, you. that's what I say. Like, I don't know too many safeties who've done that. It's not yeah. a. It's like Ronnie Lottish, you know yeah, that yeah, that yeah, is that kind sure. of thing. So, but that also shows you too. Like, X Watts is a ball player. Like, he's a guy who obviously has made a ton of plays on the ball, like deep and has been in the right spot. And you see him make plays in coverage. You see him make the right plays, but man, this guy has just like, what a season for him. What a season for him. What a player. I mean, I would think because he didn't walk last week that he's coming back. Yeah. And man, is it ever huge that that guy's coming? They, they need him to be back because I mean, he, he's going to be a captain. Yeah. I don't no think there's any he way he won't. Yeah, for sure. Um, Andy Nation, thank you for the super chat. Uh, I will miss seven. Good luck on the next level. A bunch of people saying uh, goodbye to Audrey Gestime here. I think I think people assume that he is going to. Uh, I think I think people assume he's he's not going to play in the bowl game. And uh, look, it's 2023. That's a fairly regular thing now. Uh, and so you know you, you don't you don't hate on a player for doing that. Uh, it just of the times, right? That's the times we live in. Um, he's, it just, it, watching him run, you know, it, he's so good. He's so good at like slipping tacklers. Like you just know, like there were a couple times where they give him the ball and they, they sent a corner or a nickel in and they're running free. It's like, there's yeah. no way he's tackling. Them. Like there's no way he's getting them on the ground. Right. Like he just, he just Three has blitzer. a way of doing that. I mean, his, like his, his explosiveness numbers are Really, really good for someone his size. Um, you don't think of him like that. His missed tackles force numbers are off the off the charts. Um, he's just a really good running back. And I always like I really liked like appreciate Audric Estime because he was very intentional with everything he ever did, you know. Like I remember after I think it was after the Fiesta Bowl in 2021, right? He had he had barely gotten any run in 2021. Uh, he maybe got seven carries total on the whole year. And he says, I'm going to win the Doak Walker. And then I'm going to win the Heisman or something. And it's like, man, that guy, like, like just to go out and say, like, you're going to do that, you know? And ironically, like the Doak Walker completely snubbed him. It's a complete disaster. Yeah. Uh, but like, just for him to be like that, like last year he had those fumble problems and it was like, you have to, you have to, um, you have to, like Marcus Freeman was like, you can't put the ball on the ground. So we're not going to play you, you know? And, and he didn't fumble the rest of the year, you know? And then he fumbles against Navy and it's like, we took him out of the game and then he didn't fumble the rest of the year, you know? And it's just yeah. like someone like him, like you really appreciate that. Like he takes that stuff to heart. Um, and the one big regret is like of all the people in the history of Notre Dame football, like running backs that you would be like, you know what? Like, we want this guy to be in the game to finish a game like the one against uh, against Ohio State. 
he runs for 11 and they take him out of the game. It's just like that. That has to be just one of the big regrets of the 2023 season. It's like, you have to keep him in the game at that point. And they were so strange. They have been strange with his rotations throughout the last two years. In like in ways yeah. that it just like, don't really make sense. Um, but I mean, obviously a great, great running back, Jamie. What, what stood out to you about August to me? I mean, I, I think it's just all those things that you said in terms of just um, he did. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for the explosiveness. I mean, he certainly gets credit for breaking the tackles, but like he's just I, I think for a guy who's really improved. And I think people think that when you're just like a big guy and you're just like a beast that you're just going to be this type of guy. And that's all you who you are throughout like your career. And he is, you know, someone who's a perfect example of like, yeah, obviously he's physically gotten bigger and stronger and all, and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, he's done everything he's need, needed to do physically. Um, but you just see him like he's a, definitely improved as a pass blocker. Um, great job and blitz pick up on that one uh, yeah. play today. Um, he's way better. His feet are so much better. His feet are so much better. And you got to give credit to, to Dylan McCullough for that too, right? Because mm-hmm. they just like the attention to detail with his game. And you just don't see a lot of bad reads from him. And that's a guy too who being a dude, you could just kind of run through a lot of people. You could make a lot of bad reads and still get away with it, but he doesn't make a lot of bad reads. Um, yeah, he does, does a really, really good job of kind of like understanding Um when to cut it, especially when you're running stuff like duo and you got to kind of pick a hole. Right. And um, he does a great, great job with it. Like um, I think he kind of, everyone had high expectations for him this season. Um, But I I mean, I don't want to say he surpassed it because everyone had that, those high expectations, but he certainly met at the very least he met them. He met them. And uh just a tremendous, tremendous season, especially too. If the other thing is that after you lose Logan Diggs, I mean, all the pressures on him. Yeah. All the pressures on him. And it's not to say that if he would have got hurt, that they would have been probably okay with price and love and they would have figured out a way, you know, they would have been fine. They, 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 their backs are certainly good enough. And I think like, I'm going to guess that estimate is not going to play in the bowl game. Uh, and so, and I honestly, it would be great if he did, but I'll be excited to see love and price. And you know what? I mean, <laughs> I, I do wonder, even for pain today, I felt good about pain actually getting some positive stuff because man, it, it's, it's been a rough go for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he kind of needed some wins and, uh, he got some today and you know what, especially on the one where like, they almost took the touchdown off the board. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think, I mean, you can, uh, people can talk about the rotation. I saw that, some, you know, uh, someone's mentioned there the rotation, like he got 25 carries. The next highest guy was Jeremiah Love with seven, you know, like they, I, they I gave mean, it to him. They gave it to him. They, they gave him, his, him. They, had the, they let him have his day. They let him have his day. And They've let him have his day a bunch this year too. It's just the, you know, it, it'll stick in people's minds, the Clemson game and the Ohio state game and how yeah. that was handled. Yeah. And it should, 
frankly, right? It yeah. should, but um, there's no doubt he was the RB one for the year. And people were like, Oh, if he was used more or whatever, it's like, no, he was definitely like the guy and carried and, and, and carried the load for the, for Notre Dame and did a tremendous job with it. Yeah. Uh, we've got some birthdays in the chat. Uh, Evan uh, Pratchett Carter. It's his birthday. Um, he's uh happy birthday to uh, Patrick. Uh, Ray John's is tomorrow. We'll say there's, there's more people in this show than there are uh, going to be on the morning after recap. Uh, so happy birthday to Rajon. That's tomorrow. And Jamie, there is a tradition on this show um, of my sisters. So I don't know what account my sister is on, but it's her birthday today. Uh, my older sister. Uh, I finally did it on my birthday. I figured out how to leave a comment. So she's, been, <laughs> I, I, I've, I spent like an hour at my parents' house trying to figure out how to get her the ability to leave comment. It's really strange. I don't really know how it works um, and, or why it's not working for her. Uh, but we're all sitting around the fire pit listening to the instant reaction. Love the show. So Kristen, thank you for tuning in. She's going to be very happy to hear this. Uh, happy birthday to you, and um, I'll probably see you tomorrow at some point because uh, we're going to the we're going to the Ravens game, Jamie. The Ravens are playing oh. at the uh, at the Chargers, so I'm gonna go see some Kyle Hamilton tomorrow. Um, nice, yeah. So it's nice to have, it's nice to have some birthdays, um, and you know, Jamie, you have a birthday and and you want to give someone a gift. No better no better gift that you could give someone. Than, uh, than, than a nice video or something from VSR Media, which is founded by Notre Dame pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor Vahid Sadrazadeh. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo where you're looking for collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business. VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Iris Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. They could probably, they could probably handle all the birthday bashes out there too, Jim, um, for them. Uh, so, uh, Jim. Uh, so a couple of things are something I was thinking about when Notre Dame was you know, going to close out the game. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot. Well, I don't know if uh, Greg got cut off there for a sec. So if uh, everyone <laughs> just noticed that Greg got cut off or uh, I'll just take this right right now. Um, I guess what, whatever. I won't talk about the game. Uh, nope. Weird. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm back. I don't know. I don't know what just happened there. Anyway, uh, we were talking about we were talking about the tackles, Jamie, and how Joel we, we predict is going to move on. Uh, he's going to be moving on to the uh, to the NFL. And, and there's there's a lot of chatter out there about um, Blake Fisher moving on as well. So we got to see a little bit of Emil Wagner in the uh, in the game there. And boy, you know, I love the athleticism. I love how strong he is for someone. Uh, who isn't as big, but it, he, he's got to add some weight, man. Cause he, he, there was a play on the interception. He just gets pushed back right back into Angeli. And so he doesn't have space to throw and maybe that hurries to throw, but man, I, I love his athleticism and I love his, you know, everything about him as a player, but he's got, he's got to put on some weight or I don't, I don't know. 
like how how functional that can really be. What, what did you think about that? I mean, I'm not going to judge him based on like you get in a game and then all of a sudden you got an anchor on a pass rush. Like I don't, I'm not going to. But he looks small, right? He looks no, small, he's got to right? gain. He's got to gain weight, right? Yeah. He's got to gain weight. He's like 290. He's got to yeah. be over 300, right? He's got to yeah. be over 300, and that's that's always been the thing with him, right? And that's where he's at. But I mean, people have to remember that the guy's gained like you know 30 pounds since he's been. He's a, he's on he's on his way, and he's sure. and, he, and he's put in a lot of work with it, but. Obviously, like they need him to be at a certain weight next year, and also too, he's got to be a guy like he just needs reps. He needs to play. He needs to play and get opportunities. And um, you know, and he—I mean, whatever—he got in the mop-up time this year, but um, I don't know. I mean, the way that I look at it too is that like he worked at right tackle the whole year, and then is he going to be the right tackle next year? If Fisher's gone, is is it just because that's where he's more comfortable? He played left tackles in, in um, high school, played both actually. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what um, what what they do with him and what they do with left tackle. Man, I really think if if Fisher goes, which I mean, it's starting to look like that's definitely um, it's leaning that way. I think they got to get um, someone in the portal just to compete there. It doesn't have to like, it's going to be, first of all, it's going to be very hard. You're not going to get like an elite guy in the portal. You just won't. Yeah. You just won't. So, um, but you have to get somebody just to compete there just because all takes two is like, even, even if you say like, okay, well let's just say, you know, Wagner and, and Charles, uh, Charles uh, Jagasaw are there and they're playing and they're like, okay, yeah, we're good. And they're good right away and all that stuff is handled and what if one of them gets hurt mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean like you're just in a bad spot right you're in a bad spot um where all of a sudden you can get into that's 2021 right where all of a sudden you get into like a really really bad spot and then all of a sudden like gerby lambert has to play um that yale's left tackle the six nine kid sucks xander he's not good i've watched a little bit of him he's not good I, I that wasn't be not a, a guy for me. Um, a lot of so those that's I a mean, no. Yeah, he's <laughs> not good. I just, I mean, I just watched enough of them. I, I, I watched like very little of them, and I was like, that's enough. You know, I just knew like he's they're just guys that whatever. Like he might be able to. He, he'll probably play, probably start for somebody, but that's not a guy who can. That's not a guy who's going to block in from Texas A and M. I'll tell you that. So yeah, if if that's the kind of the standard you're looking for. Uh, that's just where, you know, you're at. And I, first of all, I know like Xander would be the first guy to complain about, you took this guy and he can't block anymore with Texas A&M. He would be the first guy in the, in the chat after the game. So I, I, I can just tell you, like, you got to get somebody who has played. Uh, if either you get somebody who has played power five and has like proven and like started games, or you get a guy from who has like a big time traits. Big time traits. Like certainly, like there's a guy that is a tackle, starting tackle for uh Oregon this year, who was like a Rhode Island kid, yeah. right? Yeah. And he is a beast. And guess what? He's been pretty good for them. He's like a guy who like fell through the cracks, right? So it's gotta be kind of one of the two. And 
obviously those guys from like Rhode Island that are like few and far between that kind of fell through the cracks. Probably he was like overweight or something when he was in high school. Or he was like a guy who was like super small and then just gained a bunch of grew, whatever. Like sometimes it happens, obviously. You see it in basketball all the time too, right? Where guys go through growth spurts late or whatever, and then it changes. So we could see, I mean, Joe Alt really is kind of like that too, right? So could be something like that. But obviously those guys, if they're not a grad transfer, those guys are hard to get into, get into Notre Dame. So um, I don't know. I think it's going to, I mean... I mentioned in six thoughts that I think that like, I think both of the guys from Wisconsin and not that they're like great or anything like that, but they could start for Notre Dame next year, probably. And Joe Rudolph recruited them. He knows them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, they probably will stay at Wisconsin. I'm just Wisconsin guys seem pretty loyal to Wisconsin, but it's, you know, this is a couple he recruited coaching them. staffs away. It's a right, couple right. coaching staffs away, right? Like they're like, uh, you know, F- Phil yeah. Longo's the offense coordinator. They kind of, I mean, they they beat Minnesota, congrats. But like, it was not really a great season for them. So I don't know. I don't know if those guys are going to look into the portal or not. You'll see. We'll see. So um, I don't know. It should be interesting. Like, um, you know, stop this. A uh, stubborn Mick mentioned the Kane Madden thing. I mean, Kane Madden was a guy that even though he played at a lower level, it was, I mean, that was like a false All-American thing. I mean, he was only All-American according to PFF. Right. Right. Like it wasn't, he was it, was he making like All-American teams that weren't have to do with like run blocking grades? No, no. And then, and then they also like, like they ran like, 87% 87% inside zone was their yeah. uh, thing. So he was very specifically a, an inside zone guard and that could play at that conference USA level at a, at a decent level there. But even I watched his film and I was like, the film could tell you whatever. I mean, Notre Dame had to take him. They were desperate. They were not in a good spot. And mm. you know what? He was, he was actually fine. He was just limited. You know, he he was, he was just the he was the sounding board for all the problems on that offensive line. Yeah, specifically like Blake Fisher got hurt. Yeah, and then, I mean, and they had to just have the rotating door before they got to Joel. Basically, like he was he, he was the probably, poster boy yeah. for all the problems on that line. He was probably better than the guards this year, to be honest. You know, like over overall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, or, or at least similar where his misses were loud misses. Right. So, um, that's just, you know, just kind of what it is like, but you, you don't want to take the the thing was with Kane Madden was he was a six year player and he was never going to be an NFL guy. So he was always going to, he was going to come in and he was going to be overwhelmed by anyone who was like a straight dude. Mm -hmm. And that's just what it is you don't want to take those that guy so you don't want to take like a 6-3 offensive tackle with short arms but this guy's a hard-working guy and he knows what he's doing like no you can't take that guy you know like you you have to um you know you, ha- you have to find the right guy if you're going to do it out of that or you're better off taking some lumps with the young guys that you have and i mean the other thing is we just don't know like i don't know anything about sullivan absher in terms of like where he's going to be at next year. Like I would think that he's maybe far away, 
but I don't know, like maybe all of a sudden we see him in spring and like, he's a guy like, wow, he looks like a guy totally reshaped his body. Yeah. He's way ahead of where he's at. And that's just where it is. Right. Uh, what do you think of Patrick Carr is asking? What do you think of the, the Mark Stoops thing at Texas A&M Notre Dame's opening game of 2024 at Kyle field, man. Um, that is in a weird way. I kind of think it's a good hire for AM. also kind of a good hire for Notre Dame in this game. Agree. Because yeah. I don't think he's going to be a guy who comes in and right away is like just killing it as a, as a recruiter. So I, I don't think he's the type of name that all of a sudden, first of all, he's a defense guy, right? So yeah the guys that they're losing, like that potentially losing, like the Cam Coleman types, right? I don't think Cam Coleman's going to be like, Mark Stoops? Man, I'd sign me. I, you know, shunned it down. Yeah, I'm yeah, right yeah, I'm going back. Yeah, for sure. And I I think he's a – I think he's overall a good coach. First of all, Kentucky was not a good job, right? That's a tough job to win, and he's won mm-hmm. enough. But – when those when you're at Kentucky and you're kind of stuck there for it's I don't know like I I'm sure he'll recruit pretty well at AM because it's like they're gonna pay guys whatever yeah. they pay right so they'll get guys you know they'll get enough guys they'll they'll have dudes it's just what it is but it's not like the sexy recruiting hire in terms of like him automatically like they're gonna flip like big time guys or they're yeah. going to keep these big time guys that are in their class or that they are for sure going to keep the guys that are already on the team that are really good. Right. I just don't see that. I think in the long run, he'll probably do pretty good there because he'll give them like kind of structure. He will. Um, he's obviously made some good hires in terms of uh, like Liam Cohen was like a really good hire at yeah. an offensive coordinator there. who's working on I mean, they don't recruit guys who are supposed to be first round picks and they've had some first round picks and some high picks and some really good players. So I think you'll do a good job of like evaluating guys, getting good players there. They'll, they'll be like a sound team. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a legit football coach. Like he's a serious yeah. guy, you know, and, and Jimbo is kind of like, by the time he got to AM, like he was kind of just like real hypey. You know, yeah. like leaving his own. Uh, yeah. Like he was just living off the juice or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He was living off the juice. Like he wasn't, he was kind of unserious. Um, and Mark Soup's a serious guy. Right. And so I think that's good for AM. But like you said, like, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, game one, they're going to be clicking on all cylinders. Right. Like, I don't think it's going to be like that. There might have to be even a culture overhaul there a little bit, you know, um, yeah. and that might take a little time. Yeah. They might get, a, they might boot a bunch of guys. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised too, right? So that's the other thing. Even though that will help them in the long run, yeah, that's not going to help them for you know next year or, or the yeah. game one at least, right? Like it's not going to help them game one. Probably by the end of the year, it'll probably be like a good thing. But my guess is that um, they're probably going to be like, you know, what do they do? They finish eight and four. What do they finish? Are they uh, finished seven Kentucky? and five. Seven, yeah. No, no. Uh, or A and M this year, the seven and five. Oh, right? I, did they win today? No, they, they lost. lost. They lost to. So they finished. Yeah, seven they're and seven five. and five. Yes, yeah, they finished five. seven and five. 
my guess is they'll probably be like eight and four next year. Yeah. And you'll people will be like, whoa, things are kind of on on the up. Um, but I just don't know, like uh I, I just think they're not gonna be like as supremely talented as they would be as if like Mike Elko got the job, you know, because Elko would probably be able to keep most of those guys. He's a really, really good recruiter. Um, Or even if they got like, I I mean, I don't even know who else was the other big names that I'm thinking of that they were after, but like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Stoops is going to get paid well, but he's not like, he's not getting Brian Kelly's money for uh, LSU, right? Like he's not getting that money right away. And there's a reason for it because he's not that, but he could maybe get to that later on. I I think he'll do a good job there. I just don't think that that uh, it's kind of like the perfect guy to come in. Well, the perfect guy would be like a total incompetent guy. And he's not that that, for Notre Dame purposes would be an incompetent guy. He's not that. I just don't think he's going to give them this huge immediate boost that uh, that probably would have helped them a lot. Yeah. Um, so let's let's kind of um, talk about the uh, the nine and three. You know, Notre Dame finishes the regular season nine and three. Um, in the preseason, I picked ten and two. Did you pick eleven and one? I feel like maybe you did. I picked eleven and one. Okay. Um, I feel like Notre Dame was a. I feel like they were a ten and two team. Um, that that lost to Ohio State. That needed to be a win. That's the one where it's like, you know what? That was a game you should have won. You outplayed the opponent. You were at home and you 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 blew it. Like they blew it. You know, yeah. and that that's that's kind of def- that's the defining game of this year, unfortunately, for Notre Dame, right? Like USC was a defining moment at the time. They turned out to be bad, right? Not bad, but just like seven and five team. Uh, some really fatal flaws for them. Um, so that that just that win got diminished. Funny enough, I, I, did NC State end up beating uh, North Carolina, Jamie? I know they were up, but uh, I didn't see. I'll have Let me to just check. check right now. They're up 39-20 in the fourth quarter. So um, it, NC State's probably going to win that with the ball. NC State's going to win that game. They're going to be nine and three as well. Um, so that's going to turn out to be a really good win for Notre Dame on the road. Um, early on before they, you know, change their quarterback. But, um, you know, that that's probably – that's going to be their best win this year. It, it just seems like, you know, not not getting that Ohio State game is going to be the one thing that when people talk about 2023, beyond Sam Hartman, beyond, uh, you know, Audrey Gaston and the defense even, it, 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 you really needed to win that one. I thought – the way that they played against Louisville, I can't. You can't just say, "Oh, they should have won." No, it was and even against the game, they weren't going to. Even anybody. against Clemson, like that was just like it was not. They did not play well, just uh, as a unit, you know, like as a full team. Obviously, the defense played well at, at points. The defense kind of gave it up at points. Same thing with the offense. So I just feel like, you know, nine and three. I said, I, I think I said, you know, before the season started, um, that's like the. It's kind of worse, the worst it could be this year. And and I think that's where it is, Um, which is, you know, 
it's not a disaster, but it's a little unsatisfying. What's your take on it? Yeah, it's unsatisfying. The defense was awesome this year. They should have been better. They should have won. They should have won eleven games. They should have. The offense wasn't good enough. Like they were, you know, they blew out all the bad teams. Congrats. Yeah. You know that they were not good against any of the good defenses other than NC State. That's just how it was this year. And and we kind of I would we don't need to go into the whole thing. We've gone over it a bunch of times. Why? Um, the reasons for that. Right. So we don't need to kind of go into it, but like it's definitely an unsatisfying year for it's got to be an unsatisfying year. And people, I, I'm not just speaking from people who are fans and supporters who, who wanted the team to do better and wanted them to be like in the mix for the college football playoff. Um, but I'm talking about the team, like the team, if you know your defense is that good, like. That's got to suck. Like kind of like 2019. This is a very 2019 because the 2019 defense too was, especially they had a lot of injuries that year too. So that kind of really yeah. hurt them, especially in the back end of it. But, you know, they lost that game to Georgia and it was a tight game, but the obviously the way they lost to uh, Michigan and how that kind of went, that 2019 team was set up to be a playoff team to be a playoff team, at least to be 11 and one, at least to be 11 and one. And, you know, they finished 11 and two on the season, but it was a totally, you know, they didn't go to a New York six bowl. Um, you know, they beat the crap out of the bad teams and they just were like the two real teams that they played, they lost to. And, you know, and, and the thing is, is that like Clemson's wasn't even a real team this year. Right. And Louisville, as for much as whatever, you know, they won 10 games. Louisville's a fraudulent team in many ways. In that game, though, a lot of things kind of broke the way where Plummer, watch every other game of Plummer, and where he's just throwing it to the other team. Yeah. And I, I got to give a massive credit to, to Jeff Brom in that game because he was like, he, you know, they said it on the telecast. They were like, dude. Don't throw it. Just don't. You think you're going to take a chance? Don't throw it. Throw yeah. it away. And yeah. he did in that game. And that was like pretty much big because that was what kind of what Notre Dame feasted on the whole year is like these quarterbacks making like just stupid, egregious mistakes. By the way, we didn't really talk about the defense of this game. And I just want to mention because, you know, uh, Alec Iomana, right? Like, he was like the one guy that, like, man, he could have really hurt them in this game. Like, if he did, and you know, he was mm -hmm. certainly he's a, a player, right? And he, you know, got the one PI call. Um, but he had long as sixteen. He had uh, seven catches, fifty-eight yards, sixteen targets, sixteen targets. Like, I, I think they did a pretty good job with him. And uh, Daniels. You know, Ashton Daniels, our quarterback, he started out eight of nine, right? He started out eight of nine. Mm -hmm. His last, uh, his last, he was seven for his last 16. So, and a lot of those, it, whatever, were like little dump down kind of stuff afterwards, but it was like, it kind of just settled in. Once they were, this game offensively reminded me a lot of, 
the for for Stanford reminded me of that the Gator Bowl where they were like South Carolina was like okay we're just running everything yeah. we got we're we're emptying the tank here and they emptied it out really in the first half and this game they kind of emptied it out in the first quarter and then after that it was kind of like they can't really do anything about it and I mean I mean Notre Dame had a ton of havoc in this game too right like they really really um you know Maris had two and a half TFLs uh JJB had two and a half TFLs I had the obviously you, you know the the field goal return I mean Bertrand was all over it of blitzing Mills had a sack Nana had a couple uh TFLs nice to see a guy too because I like Nana I don't think Nana's coming back next year so um nice to see a guy like that kind of because he's yeah really he hasn't had much of those in his career so nice to see him get that and I mean, not not you can really talk to, about too much against like obviously that offensive line, but they did everything they needed to do. Yeah, um, I, I don't think people. You know, we we asked we answered a ton of questions about um, about like Cam Hart in the off season. You know, people like just down on him, and we talked about you know having loud loud misses, loud mistakes, in just like throughout his career in twenty one and twenty two. He's had none of those this year. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't think people understand how good he is. He is so good. He, he doesn't give up anything. Yeah. What do he give up? Like two catches for like less than five yards. Like I, I remember one catch he gave up. It was like one, like a, a catch for two yards, another catch for three yards. Right. And then the PI, which is kind of like he had like one, one too many little, you know, grabs in there. Right. Yeah. And, but like, that's it. Like you're not getting anything against him. Like he's so, he's so good in coverage, you know? And, and I think like we, in the preseason, it's like, look, these corners could be all time, right? You say it. And a lot of the time that stuff just doesn't pan out. It absolutely has panned out this year. Those two guys are two of the best corners Notre Dame has had in forever i mean you could put them up against anybody i mean ben morrison and cam hart like those they they are just sticky they know they are confident in coverage they're smart in coverage they they're playmakers i mean the only thing you could say about cam hart is not the ball production but if you're not giving up catches you're not giving up catches like and that's your job right like don't give up don't give up receptions to the man you're guarding and he is exceptional at that um, oh, he had 10 havoc plays on the season. So yeah, I mean he's made a lot of he's made enough play. And he certainly had the three force fumbles. Yeah. And you know what? You love to see it too, because that's a captain, you know, like yeah. a captain stepping up for you. And you love to see that. Um, I loved your comment about Nana, right? Like he he had a couple of big plays in this game. Uh he got called for the holding, which is like I hate that. It's on a return, you pancake a guy, you don't even give a hold. Um yeah. And then he got held later, and they didn't call that. That was annoying. Uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, but I love to see him play well. Um, Jack Kaiser with it with a big play in this game. That was actually like, you know, it, you look back at these things in hindsight, right? And and it was actually a huge play. Yeah, like you went fifty six to twenty three, and it's like nothing. Well, Stanford's driving. They get a couple penalties. Uh, Javante Jean Baptiste and Marist. I don't remember who they exactly who they called the penalty on, but they get the the roughing the passer on third and 10 after they throw an incompletion. 
and they got to pass interference on Cam. Like Stanford's driving. It's 21-16. And uh and 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 Kaiser comes up with the pick and he returns it, and Notre Dame goes down and scores 28-16. Notre Dame gets the ball, starts second half, goes down and scores 35-16, game's over. You know, so yeah, that's how quickly it happened. It goes from like a competitive game to uh a complete blowout. And uh, you know, look, it ended up where it should have because without the without the fumbles and the interceptions, that's where the game would have ended up anyway. So it all kind of evened out there, but um, just really good contributions from that defense. And they're just a sound, they're such a sound unit, you know. And like the play you highlighted earlier with with Xavier Watts taking on the ISO, like that's the kind of thing that good defenses do, you know, like Hey, I I I'm I have to take on the play here because that's my role. This is my run fit. You're not technically making the play, but you are making the play. Yeah, exactly. And and they've had a ton of that stuff this year from guys, right? And there's just not a lot of stars on that in on that defense, especially in the front seven. Like true stars, you know. Like I think Howard Cross plays like a top flight player, but he's not like gonna be a first round pick, you know. He isn't. And Morrison is the only guy who's going to be like a first round pick on the, on who starts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Cam probably is with the shoulder and everything. Uh, and Xavier Watts, I don't know if he's like the type of athlete that's going to get drafted in the first two rounds and you have Ben Morrison, that's it. And you have an all-time defense um, for Notre Dame this year. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's, it's a great performance by them. It's been a great season. I mean, we said many times, like covering that defense and watching them play week in and week out. And Thomas Harper, what a solid yeah. player. Just completely like yeah. everything you ask him to do, he does it, right? He's very aggressive. He's good in coverage. Um, he's been a great pickup for this year. Notre Dame did really well with the portal with those guys, with uh, with JJP and Thomas Harper this year. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess we can, I guess we can end it there, Jamie. Uh, any, any, any final thought? on this game before we, uh, before we wrap it up and we, uh, we move on with the night. Well, I think it's just, it, I mean, it's important to, it is important to like beat the crap out of a team that embarrassed you last year by winning that game. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. So I think that's important. That's important for um, SMA to kind of go off with this kind of capper. And especially after this, this snub by, um, it's insane that he was like, if you want to say he was not a finalist, it's like, okay, there's a lot of good backs. Okay. But to not be a semifinalist is insane. Like, I think he might be an all American. Like, yes, yeah. it is yeah. really crazy. It is really crazy. Um, So I, I love to see that, you know, love to see a game where you have 384 yards, but it's not like a cheap 384. It's like, no, you yeah. actually ran it down their throats. It was like inside run game, the whole, game it wasn't like yeah we had this one reverse and it went for 85 or something it was like no you just really just ran it at him the whole game so that kind of stuff the play action passes obviously like even the defense it you know they had five possessions inside the 40 in the first half mm. and they got 16 points like i mean you'll take that any day. And then obviously they didn't score again until it was backups. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was a good capper for that. Um, I'm excited to kind of see what happens with the bowl game and where they're going to go and, and, and see, see that. And I'm excited to kind of see who plays and, you know, where they go from there. 
I mean, I would guess the only two guys that I think that I would say that makes sense to opt out would be Alt and uh, Estime. But then again, who the frick knows these days? Like, who who, who knows what will happen? Uh, I hope most of the guys play. I hope most of the guys play. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll be excited to kind of see who the matchup is. I mean, if it's BK and LSU. <laughs> I saw Malik Neighbors is going to play in the bowl game. So oh, see, there you go. Well, if he's going to play, then maybe maybe Jaden Daniels is going to play. It would maybe. not be good if like Jalen Daniels, Jaden Daniels, and Malik Neighbors play and Estimate doesn't, and all these other guys. Like, no, it just, it that would, would be bad. That would be not great. Not yeah. great. Um, uh, Patrick else, you would not beat and Sid Sid Irish. Else, you would not beat Andy by thirty. Have you seen their defense? <laughs> yes. Uh, bigger tra- Travis, the estimate not being a finalist for the Doak Walker, Kyle Hamilton not getting offensive snaps. Uh, equal, equal travesty. I think equal, equally really bad. It's it's indefensible. What? <laughs> what? Sid Irish. <laughs> I don't see the love for Kyle on O. He isn't a great. He's he's he isn't a great athlete. Good, not elite athlete. We're, you, you, the nice thing about the, about these things, you could just say stuff. You could just yeah. say things. You could just say it. It doesn't you have to be right. You could just say LSU would beat Andy by thirty. You could just say team. LSU would beat Andy by thirty. <laughs> and uh, and 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 Kyle Hamilton's not a great athlete. And he, and then you could just say it. And um, I'm gonna have to end the show before I before I uh, lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> we, hey, we found out who the scout was. We found out. We found out who. We found out who was talking to Bruce. Elvin talked to him. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first uh, time checking us out and you like the show, please hit the like button. Please hit subscribe. Please hit the notification bell so you know whenever it is we are going live. Links to the podcast are in the description below. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Notre Dame wins fifty-six to twenty-three. Finished the regular season at nine and three. I'll be back tomorrow with the morning after recap. Uh, talking about all things, the game, uh, Ray John will be here on his birthday. So if, if look, Ray John's going to be there on his birthday. And, uh, and, and, and so you need to be as well. Uh, nine 30 Eastern time, nine 30 AM Eastern time. Thank you everyone. Have a good rest of the night. And we'll talk to you very soon. Keep hitting and hustling. <laughs>